Trust Your Struggle is a, a place of inspiration. Uh, we have these conversations with individuals about their monumental struggles that they've had in their life, uh, what they've done to overcome them, how these struggles and what they've done have uh, kind of helped define who they are today. Scotty Cummings, aka Scotty Strange, has struggled with mental health since he was a teenager. His depression and anxiety has left him feeling afraid to take the leap and try new things, but now he's a co-owner of Strange Magic Co., which is an art-focused streetwear brand. He recently turned one of his side hustles into a full-time gig, which is helping small businesses on their social media content creation. Scotty's been able to make these moves with changing his mindset by not letting his fears and doubt control him. My name is Scotty Cummings. Um, 27 years old, going on 28 here, and uh, I've been in the advertising industry or video production industry for the past five years as a project manager and or producer. Um, Prior to that, I uh, was in large format print for about five years. Um, Originally born in California, uh, Long Beach, the LBC, um, but moved out here uh moved out here when i was pretty young um five years old but all of my extended families out there so did a lot of back and forth um grew up kind of in the the gilbert chandler area um hopped around to a couple different high schools there and then um after graduating i spent three years in the pacific northwest in seattle and then recently within the past couple years i found myself back here uh, living in the downtown Phoenix area, so good to be home um, with family and everything like that. So it's kind of my high-level summary of me. Nice, dude. How, how long were you out in the Pacific Northwest? Um, I was out there for three years, um, and honestly, it was a, a fantastic experience, you know, growing up out here in the desert and then uh, moving over there. It's, it's about as, as different climate as you could get. Um, yeah, dude, for sure. But I loved it, man. Seattle um, has a huge place in my heart, and I learned a lot about myself, um, you know, leaving the nest and, and going out there on my own. Um, and honestly, the only reason I came back was was for a job. Um, so it kind of worked out, you know, got that experience to go away, and um, it's nice to to be back. But That's cool. So did you uh, have roommates, or did you live on your own when you were out there in Seattle? Yeah, um, one of my best friends uh, growing up, out here, um, went out there to go to the Art Institute of Seattle and um, needed a roommate and called me one day and I was I was at a point in my life where I was looking for a change and, and something to do and I said, all right, man, put in my two weeks and uh, moved out there and, and just kind of made it work. So it was cool. Were you nervous? <sighs> um, no, honestly, it felt so right and I was so ready for that change I just needed I didn't know what it was I just needed the push and it was um an opportunity that I couldn't say no to and I was willing to go out there and just figure it out and make it work so moved out there and um right away landed a job at Vans the the shoe store um so worked at Vans downtown for a few years um multitude of like different positions and stuff um you know started as a floor supervisor and then i picked up something else um that was more full-time so i dropped down to part-time there but very involved in the that community there um, love my vans fam still talk to a lot of them there it's uh really felt connected and plugged in right away so it wasn't a big issue there i hear they have a really great company culture 
I've Super. never worked with them, but yeah, I I love vans. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> fanatic, and you know, working at corporate would be the dream. So, right. One one thing that's really awesome about vans is like they they spread the gamut of like who their market is. It's pretty amazing. You know, you have little kids up to you know people in their you know 60s that are rocking vans. So yeah, cool. uh, that's very very few. I would say there's very few brands out there that have stayed authentic like that and stretched that. I think it's cool because everybody has a story. And that's one of my favorite parts is that working retail like that, you know, you got family coming in, they're wearing vans and it's getting their kids first pair of vans or, you know, skaters off the street, getting the pro model and and talking about skate videos and, and stuff like that. Or, you know, just, you know, bikers, musicians, they play into a lot of different cultures and stuff like that. And it's very inclusive across the board. And, um, Steve Van Doren is like my Santa Claus. So I got right. to, to meet him a couple of times and he's just this big jolly fellow. And I just love the energy. And uh, it's the same thing too. Growing up in California, I've been to the Vans US Open a couple of times and everything about that culture and community has been a huge impact on my life. So now is that so if anyone doesn't know, you have a, a clothing line or apparel line, right? Um, I do. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course, man. That's my baby. Um, I have a clothing and apparel line, uh, Strange Magic Co. Uh, me and my brother from another mother, Adam Garcia, um, started that um, when I moved back here, actually. Uh, I started over some small conversations of, oh, check out this designer. Oh, I like your shirt today, you know, and then um, realized we both had had a passion for that. And it was a great way to showcase um, our artwork and, and a connect to a community um, in a little bit of a different way. So. Um, it's very art focused, art and design, um, really try and emphasize on the capturing the creative process through streetwear, um, which is a little different. And I think it's it's been really cool for us to collaborate with people. You did a shirt, which was awesome. And um, banking on some of that right now of, of collaborating with other people and, and putting other artists on and kind of highlighting them. And um, it's just something something different and cool that we we've always felt a, a tie to that community. And I know it's kind of a saturated market. It seems like everybody and their, their mom has a, a clothing line and stuff, but um, giving it some purpose and stuff to really make a difference in the community. Um, and we've been doing it for about two years now and it's steadily growing. Um, it's fun. It has its challenges, its ups and downs, but it's a great, great thing that I'm really proud of. So, How has that changed um, or has it things changed during the pandemic? Ooh, with running an apparel line. That's been a, a huge challenge, to be honest. Um, when I started it, one of the big things for us was I really liked the idea of launch parties uh, to create kind of this community, right? It's the launching new apparel, but it's also a networking opportunity. And we hosted a couple of them inside of uh, galleries. So it was, you know, surrounded around that art kind of vibe and um had DJ and drinks and everything like that. And that's how we would uh, launch and introduce stuff. So the pandemic um, made that not really possible anymore. Um, so we have kind of tried to adapt and play in the online game. Um, we've done a virtual launch party with, with multiple guests on there. And then this last one, we tried to do um, kind of some video and photo stuff and did like a, a social campaign behind that. Um, so it's been tough to adapt, you know, like I was saying before, it's a saturated market. So you're competing against, you know, big brands that are, you know, killing it right now. Chinatown market, the hundreds, um, 
Rebel 8, you know, those kinds of people who already have an established community and network. And we're um, just trying to put Arizona on the map and really focus on our community here and connecting and then letting that grow organically. Um, but it definitely comes with its challenges. So I think what the, do you see for the future of the brand? Um, I've got dreams, man. I've got big dreams and stuff. Yeah, there. of course. Um, I think it's, you know, something for us right now is it's, it's pandemic, you know, people are out of work and struggling and, you know, right around the election too, um, that we just launched our last one. So sales weren't quite where we wanted them to be and stuff, but it's not going to stop us from moving forward. And I've uh, been working on what looks like for 2021 for us. And, um, you know, I have dreams of doing um, collaborations moving forward with different artists, putting them on the map. I'd love to figure out some way to give back to the community. Um, nothing's for sure yet, but, you know, it'd be really cool to to donate a portion of proceeds to a local school's art program and kind of influence the next generation of, of artists and designers. Um, it'd be great to figure out growing it enough to be able to do some sort of college scholarship um, and offer that to, to people. Um, you know, I'd love to to do a podcast and really highlight some of these designers. You know, we've done stuff like monthly playlists and things like that. Um, so just constantly adapting and growing and, and seeing where it goes, you know. So is this your full-time gig is the, or is this something you do on the side? This is something I do on the side. Um, I'd love for it to be a full-time thing, but it's um, someday, someday, right? We're just going to keep working right. on it and let it grow. Um, but never going to really give up on that, man. I've had... Um, this the dream of a clothing company all my life um i never wanted to be a firefighter or an astronaut or anything like that i wanted to have a cool skate company that was um that was me i mean i remember growing up um looking at you know ccs magazine and watching skate videos mm -hmm. playing tony hawk pro skater one on the n64 um skating with the friends around the neighborhood and you know going to to tilly's and zoomies and stuff and and chopping it up with them in the the skate shops and that was um, my dream. My mom um, ended up having a full ride scholarship to FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. And uh, she turned it down to have me, but she was also um, very into that kind of scenic community. So I was a little kid. I mean, I've got pictures of me rocking Jordans and overalls and a snapback. And it's like, you funny, you see these early 90s trends coming back. And I was rocking that as a kid, you know? Yep. So, um, yeah, man, that's... that's um, I've had multiple clothing companies over my life. Um, I remember the first one I tried to start in high school with some friends, and I was just uh, we were young and dumb, printing low-quality shirts and hucking them um, out for free or selling them out of the trunk of the car kind of thing. And then um, that folded and kind of, over the years, did a couple other things, stayed close to the, the fashion and, and making merch stuff, done some stuff for some bands over the years. Um, and then finally really brought it to fruition to do it right um, after years of practice and experience and trial and error and stuff. So, um, but it's just a part-time thing right now. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And all the trade shows too. I mean, magic or an agenda and all that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. it's all squashed right now. So, yeah, um, it's, um, you know, you're right. It's not just, it's, it's every, I mean, of course it's all, a lot of other industries, but definitely the, the apparel stuff is definitely changing. Well, the crazy thing, too, is a lot of, like we were just saying, the the 90s fashion trends and stuff are all coming back. So where people are actually um, making a killing is selling a lot of the vintage clothes, you know? There you go. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. You see these these vintage stores popping up, and they're 
they're out at Goodwills and collecting all these finds and stuff and then flipping them with a markup and everything. But it's all the cool old multicolored windbreakers and, you know, old sports stuff and, and everything like that. So, Dude, if I hung on to all my old stuff, man, I'd probably be rich right now. Right? <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Yeah. And like even my old band shirts, so I used to just wear straight up just band shirts like all the time. That's all I, you know, that was my attire. Um, and it was just, you know all black t-shirts and they're all band shit and now i go into these vintage shops dude and these uh old band shirts that they have for sale are like 80 dollars, 100 dollars for some of these band shirts i'm like damn it dude i yeah. should have hung on to those man it's funny that they sell those they're selling them for you know 80 bucks and they're all like worn and faded there's like holes in the armpit and you're like man yes. for real <laughs> yes oh my god yeah it's crazy you know, it's like, but, and then I've also heard like people buying like boots or whatever, and you send it to a company so they can make it look like they're all worn in and broken in for you and stuff. Really? It's just kind of, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. I think it's funny. Uh, cool. you, like, I remember like wearing Jordans as a kid. I played basketball growing up and like I played in those shoes. You know what I mean? They were thrashed and ruined and worn. And now the Jordans are reselling for, you know, I tried to get the same pair I had as a kid and I was like, 280 bucks for a used pair i was like what at the yeah so yeah that's insane so what else keeps you busy outside of the uh the clothing line then um yeah like i was saying um i've been in the advertising and video production world for the past five years um, a couple different places that i've worked and um, within the last week i recently took a leap on a project that i've been working on for the past year or so that was kind of just another side hustle um gig and i'm trying to go full-time with it so we'll see what happens nice. there um but it's like i was saying a little social media content creation agency um my passion as a small business owner is helping other small businesses and i know the world of social media can be a little bit intimidating and confusing for some um so really i just want to make cool content for cool companies that are more attainable rate than you know what you find with some big advertising agencies uh, out there so that's called bare bones um, doesn't mean bare minimum though so we're just a small <laughs> scrappy team of of um social fanatics out here to try and, and make some cool stuff so that's rad yeah i mean and that's all that shit's changing like daily so you gotta stay on top of it for sure but again it yeah. is all about creating that creating that content yeah and um i think it's it's fun you know like i said the the passion really is about small businesses and other people that um you know might not know and i think you know working on my own brands like uh, strange magic and creating the content there and strategizing and doing that stuff it's just a creative outlet and a way to um put a different face on on you know the internet and connect with people in a different way i mean everybody's on their phones nowadays you know and that's um you know you're you're getting served ads through social media more so than broadcast tv it seems like with everyone and streaming services and social so yeah definitely yeah for sure well we'll have to do a follow-up here in like a year or two and yeah. see how things are going with that dude it'll be really cool of course but it's been much struggle dude what was like what's been uh some monumental struggles that you've had throughout your life Oh, man. Um, that's such a tough question, because I think that so many of us struggle constantly throughout life with different things. You know, is that a financial struggle? Is that a relationship struggle? Is that, you know, uh, mental health and, and other things like that? But I think for me, definitely the biggest struggle that I've had um, consistently throughout my life has been mental health. 
um, really with struggling with depression and anxiety, um, which attributes to, you know, some low self-esteem and low self-confidence. Um, and that's been something I've battled with since, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, um, off and on, you know, highs and lows, um, lots of different things like that. But <clears throat> I think we live in a generation, man, where we're constantly comparing ourselves to others. And that's, um, kind of left me with some, some fear and, um, lack of confidence to try and do things. So for a lot of my life, I was, um, too afraid to take the leap, too afraid to try new things and do stuff. Um, but I would have to say moving to Seattle for a couple of years and really throwing myself in it was a struggle. You know, people say there's seasonal depression and stuff out there. And, um, Ironically, I feel like I get seasonal depression here in the summers when it's so hot, you can't, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, that was a big growing point for me. Um, and, and I'm not saying that it's perfect or any better now necessarily. I've done years of, of counseling and trying to talk through stuff and, and figure it out. But um, I think you really come to a point eventually where you realize that everybody is struggling with that stuff um we're all like you were saying this is kind of everybody has a struggle and this is a, a platform which people can be vulnerable and talk about it which then in turn allows other listeners to realize they're not alone and people go through the same stuff and we can get through that we can overcome those things um so for me man it's been realizing to not let that fear and that insecurity and that doubt control me i mean like i said i i've took a leap and started a streetwear brand. You know, is it discouraging when people don't like this stuff or don't buy stuff? Yeah, of course, but I'm not going to let that get me down. I'm going to keep pushing and you just got to to get up and keep fighting. And um, yeah. Well, look at here you are starting your own company too. Like when you first started talking about your struggle here and how, you know, you had those insecurities and uh, weren't, you know, weren't really inclined to really push yourself or like, you know, and now mm -hmm. look at like you're fucking doing it. Like that's huge, man. And it's terrifying. I'll admit that it is. Of course, uh, right. But that's the thing is, um, you know, not to be cliche, you know, like you only live once or, or anything like that. But it's really uh, if I don't do it now, like when am I going to do it? And maybe I do this for a year and we do another regroup and I go, haha, yeah, that folded and didn't do well at all. And now right. I'm on to the next thing. But like, at least I tried, you know, and that's the the point of life is, you know, going through and discovering what you like to do and and pursuing that i think um i was i was kind of raised um to believe the formula you know the american dream you know go to school work hard get a good job move up through that corporate ladder and then make lots of money get married buy a house have kids and um i followed that trajectory for a long time and then realized wow this is not what i was wanting right. to do with my life um and since then, man, it's just been um, it, it's been fun to explore new things and really go on this journey of self-discovery and, and find myself. And I think that's I don't know who I am at all. I mean, if you really get down to it, we're all going to be on that journey continuously, you know. Damn, dude. Right. Yeah. That's, so what do you what does your family think about you doing your own thing now? Um, they are very they wanted you on that path, right? Like, yeah, you know? I'm. I'm fortunate enough to have a very um, supportive family. And I think what's interesting is, you know, 
I was scared to like tell them or, or do any of that stuff. And then when I did, it was nothing but support. So I don't know where this like false idea of like, oh, they're going to not be happy that I'm not in this career or doing these things. Um, I just remember like my grandfather was adamant about being a doctor, you know, like you need to go to school and do this or whatever. And um, he wanted me to be a pharmacist. And I was like, yeah, this, this sucks. <laughs> um, and I, I fell in love with um, art and design. I went to EVIT, um, the East Valley Institute of Technology, for part of my day in high school and, like, accidentally fell into the, the design and multimedia program. And How did I you did, accidentally find that out? Um, so funny story is I actually was going to go for cosmetology school. Um, and that's also another thing that's really never left um, me is that I, you know, not to be like vain or materialistic or anything like that, but like I care about how I look. I mean, I've obviously got a streetwear brand, you know, that's been a, yep. a big part of my life. Um, but I wanted to be a barber. Um, and apparently through EVIT's cosmetology program, you had to do these additional things prior, um, like some essays and things like that to get accepted. And I was actually trying to drop out and get a GED of high school and made a deal with my parents that I'd go to EVIT that didn't work out. And I was like, well, I got to figure something out. So design seems cool and um, ended up in that program, man. And it was, it changed my life there for sure. Made some lifelong friends that I still keep in touch with. Um, and I, you know, picked up the camera for the first time, did some photo stuff there, um, was learning about, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, all that kind of stuff and the basics of design. And then from there, I actually took it straight out of high school and got a job at a print shop doing pre-production and, uh, worked my way up to a production manager there and was in large format print for like five years and doing some freelance stuff on the side. Um, and a lot of the friends and stuff that I made and then, you know, taking the influences from my life of, of street art and, and skate culture and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's where we started making stickers, man, getting sticker paper at Staples and, and laminate and, you know, printing yep. out our designs and cutting it out and slapping them up all over the place. So that's fine. Uh, and this was in high school, right? Yep, yep. This was in high school, so my That's junior funny, and senior dude. year. I have a, a very similar story with that. Um, so I was in high school. Um, I forgot what it was called, um, but there was a they had extracurricular activities of like drafting and graphic design and a mm -hmm. um, bunch of other stuff. And it was at a different school, um, so you had to take a bus over there or drive yourself or whatever. Um, and I was doing drafting because I was I was you know loved to draw, but I didn't really see like any sort of future. Mm -hmm. um in doing anything like that you know um and so i was like well next thing up would be like drafting and you know i can become an architect or whatever so um started going to that class and then i was taking the bus and then um some of these other people that i rode the bus with were taking the design class and they were showing me all the stuff they did in photoshop so i started like ditching the architect class and the teacher was cool and he just let me sit into the photoshop one and that's really where i started like learning photoshop and um really experimenting with you know just digital art you know and i was just like that blew my mind like once i found out like what was possible um and one of the days that i was there the art institute of phoenix was there talking to the class um one of the days that i had ditched and was in the photoshop class and they had talked about art institute and what it was all about and i was like that's what i want to do like there was and so yeah i went to the um school and signed up and yeah was, the rest is history but I, I, you know, I, I love architecture um, as well. I think it's really great, but um, just doing the drafting thing, man, I just couldn't, there was something about it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't imagine myself doing that all the time. So. 
Well, at least you tried it, you know, and then look where that yep. led you, you know what I mean? Like that led you to happen to meet the people you did and, and start doing the design stuff. And then it's just, you know, we're all exactly right where we're supposed to be. You know what I mean? That's right the, here. crazy how your paths cross when they're supposed to and the connections you make and the people you meet. And um, that's that's what I love about life, you know? Exactly. And being open to those opportunities, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's as you said, it's scary. You know, you have a lot of fear with it, but if you let yourself be open to it, uh, you don't know what's going to happen. So I think as a, you know, just try to get out there and, and, and don't, you know, close doors and don't mm. burn bridges. So. Exactly. No, I feel like that's definitely, um, like I said, I struggle a lot with anxiety, man. And it's, sometimes it's, it's hard. I mean, I've, gone to job interviews and sat in my car for like 15 minutes before like you know shaking and sweating and um but then there's other times when you feel completely confident you don't let that anxiety really control you and you go in and you be yourself and you kill it and you make these authentic real relationships and it's great so really trying to focus on some of that is there anything that you do to manage your anxiety or stress like do you do yoga or meditation or anything like that um I used to be on prescription drugs, and I will not say there's anything bad about that. If it works for you, that's awesome, and that's great. Um, but I chose that that wasn't the path for me necessarily. Um, and I find a lot of, you know, kind of peace and solace through music for me. Um, spending time with myself. I try and journal when I can or, um, you know, drawing on an iPad or painting or anything like that where I can take the time to, to reflect and spend time with myself um, is really important for me. Um, but yeah, man, uh, my partner, she does yoga. I've done it with her. That's just, I'm not flexible. It's not my, <laughs> not my jam. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, the meditation thing, I, I think there's so many different forms of meditation or prayer or anything like that. Um, but for me, it's not the, you know, cross-legged and the om that kind of, kind of stuff. It's, um, <laughs> it's more of, yeah, it's, it's very much more of like a spending time alone. Like I, drawing and then letting those thoughts kind of come and flow and um having some you know i love the the jazz hop and lo-fi beats and all that kind of stuff it's just like that background noise that really isn't like lyrically obstructing you know where you're focusing on lyrics it's just um time for for that peace and reflection so nice yeah dude i love those playlists they make time fly you know i mean you just get lost in whatever you're doing with that stuff so yeah, I'm kind of inspired to like write one of those albums. I think it'd be a lot of fun and therapeutic at the same time. Should I support you? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'd listen to it. So, yeah, dude, that's really cool. But, so um, I got a question I, I, for you. Go so, for I know you and I both go to a lot of shows, a lot of concerts. We've actually been at some of the same ones um, in the past here in the Valley. But and I think for me, that's been a huge hit because going to shows was a big part of my life. And with COVID and everything like that, um, that's kind of been stripped away. But have you felt like you personally or known anyone else who's really struggled with some certain things by the the impact of this pandemic that we've had? Um, on a personal, I mean, like on a personal level for me, definitely with like not being able to go to shows, um, music is such a huge part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. and I think there's something very therapeutic about going to shows um and it's just not the you know i've you know people are doing these you know live streams but it's it's not the same you know mm. you don't have that energy the music mm. doesn't sound the same you don't have that community around you um so i think it's really hard and i feel really bad um for a lot of the musicians and the artists mm. out there um they're trying to you know make it work but 
um, again, it's not the same. Um, you know, this is last week, uh, Pittsburgh did a live show for their new album and it was filmed at Arquistani in Arizona, cool. which is a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and they did a really good, I mean, it's full production. Everything on it was really, really great. Um, they had multiple sets like throughout the, every song had a different set. Um, there was a storyline behind it. Um, so that was really cool. They went in above and beyond, I think, what everyone else has been doing right now. So that was really inspiring. And it was great for, to see them think outside the box of like, all right, how can mm -hmm. we, we're not touring, but what can we do to still create an experience for our, our fans? You know, and that was, yeah. it was awesome. I don't know if you got to check it out or not, but it was really cool. No, I didn't, but I definitely will. Um, but I like what you were saying there about the energy and stuff like that, man. I've been, I've been going to shows Oh, 16 years old, you know, at the clubhouse, um, that oh, wow. closed and everything, but, um, I missed that. So, but you know, all around the, that scene and, and going to a lot of shows and stuff. And I think what really was good for me is that, you know, struggling with that self-esteem and that self-confidence, um, you could go to a show, man, you can get lost in the crowd and, and be immersed in the music and nobody judges you there. And people are dancing, having a good time, sitting in the back, you know, whatever they're comfortable with, they're all connecting and experiencing that music together. So um, shows were a big part of my life. Um, me and my partner, um, one of our first dates was was going to Band of Horses show. Um, you know, oh, nice. I think I think this the past year, the last couple of shows I saw, what we see, we saw Thrice, um, Atmosphere, um, Emery and Hawthorne Heights. And I had tickets to like five shows right when this pandemic hit and all of those got kind of canceled and it's um that's been hard man it's been taking definitely taking a hit for me on my ways that i like to get out and vent and, and express myself and be free and you know so well even with the what's going on with the pandemic just kind of i'm sure it's been a little more difficult for you uh with everything that's gone on just with being you know kind of stuck at home for the most part um you know yeah you can go out and skate which is great you know i mean mm -hmm. and that's i think it's really good to keep you know keep doing that but um just that sense of community. Um, I think yeah. that, you know, we kind of really thrive on that, um, especially with the creative community, you know, it's mm -hmm. like we, it's really great when everyone uh, gets together. Um, mm -hmm. And and now that we're not able to do that, it's, I, I feel a sense of disconnect, you know, even though we're still trying to stay connected. Um, yeah. I'm definitely feeling... Well, I mean, that was well, last year we went to crop together and I know you had Matt um, Dawson on here. Um, you know, that, that was a great time and experience. And now like all of those conferences are done and we just did uh, Phoenix design week, which is all virtual. And I got to say, they did a great job pulling that off and making it virtual, but it's, um, it's not the same to be able to be there and, you know, shoot the shit and have a drink and catch up and talk about those, you know, the struggles. That's why we're here. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of why this all got started. You know, I've, I mean, I've had the idea for this for quite some time, probably over a year, but um, it wasn't until, you know everything went on i was like all right i'm 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 not gonna put it off anymore um you know i i too like had a lot of internal things about it like oh, i gotta have the right equipment and i gotta have you know the right mics and right audio and all this stuff and then when everything happened i was like you know what fuck it like i'm just gonna do it and you know we'll just, I'll, I'll do it in this platform and just put it out there and just continue to do it and share everyone's stories because i miss talking to people i absolutely love that the part right there where you just said that you know you try and I got to have this, I got to have this, I got to do all these things to do it right. But like, you just got to do it, man. You just got to start. Um, and that was a big thing for me, like trying to make sure I had all of these different pieces to do it and, and do it to the expectation or the level that I want to, but you learn and you grow and you make it work and you just got to 
just got to do it. Follow your heart, pursue those dreams, make those manifest those ideas into reality, man. That's what it's about. So, dude, yeah, that was awesome. Well, if anyone wants to um, connect with you, follow you, where can they find everything at? And want to give a shout out to the Strange Magic too, as well. So, yeah. Um, so I'm Scotty Cummings. You can find me on Instagram at Scotty Nolan um, and Strange Magic. Um, please go check it out. It's a uh, you know art inspired um streetwear capturing the creative process through streetwear um got some some cool stuff coming up and um done some cool collabs and things like that uh you can find us on instagram at strange underscore magic.co and uh, our website is www.strange-magic.co i really wish i could have got the the dash and the underscore the same on that but you know <laughs> um yeah those yeah, are my... you make it work. yeah you just make it work um yeah, those are my personal pages, man. I gotta thank you again for having me on here. It's truly an honor. Um, there's some other great episodes that I've really enjoyed listening to, so it's special for me to have had the opportunity to come on here and uh, share my story and be vulnerable, man. That's um, real special. I really I appreciate, appreciate that because I, I know it's not easy, um, but I, it's very appreciative, um, and I, I really hope that others are gonna get out of it as much as much as I have. I always, every time I have these conversations, I always get a lot out of it. So I'm. Yeah. I'm selfishly doing it for myself too i guess right so i think it's cool man you put it out there and like i said before you know everyone has a everyone's going through struggles all the time and we don't know what those are so be kind to one another love one another um be patient and understanding and you know we're all in this together so thanks for having me i hope that somebody gets something out of this and i'm excited to see uh who else you have on here next yeah definitely thanks dude appreciate it